Hey, hey, what do you say? What have you been reading today? Welcome to the Recap Book Chat. We are so glad that you're here as we unpack and share ideas from our book stack. And as Gary Paulson said, remember, the book needs you. Let's dive in. We're so glad that you're here. Today we're doing The Call of the Canyon by the famous Zane Gray. So and, uh, I don't know if you remember, but uh, Colonel Potter from MASH really liked Zane Gray. And yes, I do. Winchester, Winchester did not. And he referred to Zane Gray as Tolstoy with spurs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's kind of along the same lines as uh, Louis L'Amour. Most people yes. have heard of Louis L'Amour, for yes. sure. Elmer Kelton. But you know what? Even though you may not have heard of Zane Gray, you've probably watched, if you watched an old Western, uh, a lot of those are Zane Grays. They said almost yes. every book of his has been put in a movie. So Yes, which is fascinating. And this book that we're doing, The Call of the Canyon, was published in 1924. So yes. that's when it was originally published. So it's, and it has a different feel to it because he's, he lived in a different generation. So it, like, he's very, very descriptive, extremely oh, he descriptive. is the most, if you, if you can't get, have time to go to Arizona, just read this book and you will feel like you've been there. <laughs> yes. It'll save you some money, but yeah, very descriptive. And, and you go back and this is World War One, which not a lot of stuff is happened, is written that I've read. Uh, from that time period more more post-world war one a little bit right yeah i mean it's yeah. after the war yeah right right after like he's fresh oh and uh i was gonna tell you did you know that zane gray so he was an author and a dentist yes well you knew that was a dentist yes uh well i kind of looked it up and he was actually pulling doing pulling teeth and doing extractions before he ever got his degree because his dad was a dentist and he showed really? him how to do it yeah which Ouch. um yeah and you know of course you don't know if all you read is um true but uh i read something that said his first time he wrote something like a book or whatever his dad shredded it he didn't oh. support him at all he had kind of a rough upbringing and so he had some problems zane gray did as far as like um I guess, issues, you know. You know, I could see that. If, you know, if you're not, emo if, if you haven't worked on your emotional intelligence and that, you know, I think that's harder for some guys to do, especially back in there, like talking about feelings or whatever. So as a dentist, I'm sure he worked hard to get where he was and he wanted his son to do the same. And when his son didn't want to do the same, it's almost like he took that as a slap in the face, I'm sure, yeah. instead of he saying... He it's did do like, it, and they said yeah. that his that he was not cruel like his dad because of his mother. Mm. Yeah, he, he 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 had worked through some of it, but his dad shredded it, and then he beat him, is what this said. And I said, "Oh my goodness!" But you know, uh, he lived in Zaneville, Ohio, and I thought that was cool because that was his ancestors had founded that town. Which really, kind of cool. Yeah, his mom's ancestors. Mm. So. Cool. Well, you know, I wonder if writing was kind of his therapy. Was that? I his think way it was. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
And, and this book is available to everybody. If you go type in like Project Gutenberg, I looked that up because it's like really kind of a, a everybody said great first, first read for Zane Gray. If you want to just start and uh, it, it's in, I don't know, but I think some English teachers have used it and he has Wait, a really good vocabulary. Back up there. What did you say? Well, it's Project Gutenberg and you go to, um, gutenberg.org and it'll come up and you can download it free whoa I, okay i haven't even heard of this an ebook i know i just oh. and there's you... sixty thousand books that you can get free at ebooks from project gutenberg well that's a great little tidbit especially for you... people traveling over the holidays yeah. and you know who gutenberg is right no the guy who invented the printing press Wow. Okay. And I guess that's a play on words because they're saving paper. Project oh. Gutenberg. Oh, I got it now. I mean, I don't know that. I'm just assuming, you know. Wow. No, I've, I've never heard that. So that's cool that you look that up. Thanks for looking that up too. So, yeah. Well, when it comes up, well, when I was trying to buy you a copy of this book, it would come up and it would say 25 copies. 25 copies and I thought are are we using this for a book set in a classroom and then and that's kind of what it was and I guess uh, because I don't think people have read this one they've read writers of the purple sage that's mm -hmm. kind of what he's famous for he's not this one you know um your dad read it and he wanted us to read it so it's an assignment from Bob so that's where <laughs> that's where you heard about it yeah and he just kept saying in the and you know, you ought to read that book. You ought to read that book. Because so. my dad, he's read almost every Louis L'Amour book. He's he's a big Western fan. Uh, a fan. So and it's typically not the genre that we go to, but hey, we are open minded people. And so Yeah. We yeah. We, we no are problems. flexible, even though your dad is not. Yeah. However, <laughs> he did read Unbroken, so I'm proud of him. <clears throat> yes. So that which which that's really good. So, but this is a good one for even to to gift to people like who who do like westerns or kind yeah. of a more masculine take on a book or something. That's so, not been. I mean, like it, you you know you you would have a good chance of them not having read this book. So yes, and it's not very long. No, it's a pretty quick read, and the the main character is Carly Birch who's like a, a socialite that lives in um, New York City. Mm -hmm. And her fiancé is Glenn Colburn. I don't know about him. It, he, he wasn't rich. No. What did it say about he was a soldier and he came back from World War I with, uh, what do you think? With uh, PTSD. Yeah. yeah. Shell shock. Is that what they called it in the book? But Yes. I think we... But that's what it was. Really bad. He had it really bad. But I can imagine. Can you imagine going and fighting in a war? And, uh, I, oh, I was just reading this other book. And it's called Oh, Rats. And it's all about the history of rats. And I never thought about this. But it goes with this book. because You were reading these, that? <laughs> I know. I, well, it says to face your fears. Uh, so well, good I'm for trying you. to face my fears. Because uh, uh, that is a fear of mine. Uh, but it said that in the trenches people you know they had their food and all that kind of stuff so rats were all in the trenches and it said that that scared the soldiers just as much as the bullets that were going overhead and oh, the bombs and stuff. that's I, horrid i mean and so you come back from something like that 
and then you go to these fancy balls and the socialite life and see he just couldn't do it yeah and and i i think i understand where you know that just wouldn't seem real mm-hmm. you know for sure and like these people they, they you know when you think about wars it's the rich and the politicians that are telling you where to go and what to do but in these in the these young boys are the minions that just do have to do what they you know what i'm it's it's like they don't care to send you into danger to harm's way yes but yeah i kind of thought oh my goodness it huh and and yes and there is a love story in it so if you know really a husband and a wife could both read this and enjoy it oh that's a that's a good idea yeah yeah it's it's kind of it could be a because because it uh, he did a good job of presenting the woman's side he really did i mean he really did but i mean um and i i wrote this down it says how could you feel immense gratitude and relief or delight of satisfying acute hunger or the sweet comfort of rest unless there had been circumstances of extreme contrast mm, that's good so you know very I, profound he, yeah i think he was and he and we have that extreme contrast when he came back he just couldn't do it uh and so he went west well and i think you made a good point there like he was around people that had never had that so there they he couldn't really connect with people and out west i feel like he was able because people out west had had those very difficult circumstances you know not that people in the city haven't but the people that he were around were you know yeah Yeah. really hadn't so that would be really hard to connect with people when they don't understand any of that they don't understand um, going through difficulty and she struggled with that yes she she struggled with it and don't don't want to know she i mean she didn't want i don't know if she would have been as eager to get out there but I mean, I'm thinking there's a little jealousy with this other girl taking care of him. She didn't like that. Yeah. And uh, that, that. But she did go. Yep. I mean, she did leave her life of luxury. Well, and you always, we we always talk about mindset and she had a mindset. And then when she went West, uh, she starts thinking of others instead of herself. Yes. And I love that. I love the change, you know, because I always ask third graders, we do a 4C, which is like, how did you connect to this book? How did, what were the challenges of the character? And the third C is how did they change? What's the fourth C? And the fourth C is concept. And that's good for everybody to do. Like the overall idea. Okay, gotcha, Mm -hmm. gotcha. That's the hard one. Well, that's really cool that you do that. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, I do that sometimes on my own because I'm one of those people that will do a Venn diagram on my own. So, uh, yeah, let's compare the book and the movie. It's fun. No, let's go get popcorn. (laughs) But I had, uh, and then there's a ruffian and his name is Ruff. And he told her wearing a skimpy dress is an invitation and that she looked like um, one of the devil's angels. And he asked her why she would wear something uh, so uh, so unnatural or something like that. And I'm like, whoa, you know, because yeah. he was kind of the bad guy. Yes. But he made a good point, but it was, it was a totally different culture, too. You know, out there, people yeah. dress 
for functionality, you know? That's right. And she was used to dressing for the parties in the city. And I didn't know, I wrote this down because I liked it when she changed uh, before she went west and she goes and visits some soldiers. And um, this one soldier said, you're very good, said the soldier that uh, she gave him $500. Mm-hmm. And she not at all, replied Carly. You have no idea how much it means to me to be permitted to help you. Mm. I mean, that's kind of when she started changing, even before yes. she left. Yes. And then she also told off Morrison. Do you remember the rich guy who looked down on um, Carly? Yes. I mean, yes. Glenn. He looked yeah. down on Glenn. He, he, kind of, he wanted Carly. For, like, that was his, that was his lady, is what he, he thought. Said, Morrison said raising hogs was low down work. And um, he had no choice, Carly replied. Glenn didn't have a father who made tainted millions out of the war. He had to work. And I must differ with you about it being low down. No honest work is that. It is idleness that is low down. Mm. So she's changing. Yeah, that's what she gave him what for. I like that part. Yeah. And And my little... That I write the stuff down. It says, how did you feel when, when you finished the book? And this one says, uh, my response, which I go back months later, I don't even remember what I wrote. Amazed that as Solomon said, there is nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Because do you remember when we were, when we read that, I was just like, this is what's happening now. Yes. I said, um, I have this quote from her. It says, nothing wrong, cried Carly. Listen, you are as blind as bats, as dead to living truth as you are, as you were buried, as if, as if you were buried. Nothing wrong with thousands of crippled soldiers having no homes, no money, no friends, no work, in many cases, no food or bed. Splendid young men who went away in their prime to fight for you and came back ruined, suffering. Nothing wrong when money is God. When luxury, pleasure, excitement, speed are striven for, she's telling her fancy friends that. Yes, because they don't want they don't want to see that, you know, because then that ruins their fun. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, that was powerful. But she's she's changing because she's realizing that, uh, of course, the government kind of acts like soldiers are expendable because they feel like if this one goes down, there's another one behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, we can, we can get another one, but, uh, yeah, I was like, whoa, powerful, powerful. And did we even know, did, did the men of that time even know what they were fighting for? I mean, cause they, they went overseas, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In the book, it says we are doing this. So our, uh, they didn't want, or is that another book we read? So we read a lot of those war books. I might get them. That might have been the Nightingale one, but they didn't want it to happen on, uh, no, it had to be that one. They didn't want what was going on over there to happen here. Yeah. So they were fighting for their um, way of life and for the women here. And she, yeah, she was saying that the women didn't appreciate it. They looked down on. That's right. Yeah. I think that's where I got that one. I was just like, oh my goodness. That is right. I remember her talking to his friend that was injured and yeah he's the one that's telling why they did what they did yeah 
Yeah, for very selfless. Very and then selfless. they come back, and then these beautiful women won't even look at them mm-hmm. if they've been messed up or you know look down. Like they look down on them. <clears throat> yeah. And you know, people still do that today. Like if someone, uh, you know, if someone is different, it does. It can be anything. But you know, I said I tell third graders, you know, just tr- let's treat everybody like you want to be treated. Just you can't improve on what Jesus said. <laughs> let's just yes. go with that go with that don't don't treat them overly the other way either like they've got kids go, like you know don't treat them like they're gonna break but mm-hmm. also you know they want to laugh they want to they want to be included just like everybody else and I think uh, and, I, and I think it was smart of Glenn to know uh, he was gonna die if he didn't get out of uh, New York City and then yes so when he went west and it said, if you look up Zane Gray, you know, and stuff, he, he loved the outdoors. He loved fishing and hunting. He loved all that. So he had done all that. So that's why it's so vivid. You he can tell. Had a, he, had a, he had a place in Arizona and it said he had a swimming pool, which all the neighbors came and used. And you might think, oh, that's nothing. But it was when he was living because not very many people had swimming pools. Yes. But, you I'm, know, your his passion for that comes through. You can tell he loves that just by the way he writes about it. I mean, he might have, I don't know, but he might have wrote more about the landscape than the actual people. There, There's a point there where you're like, okay, we want the story back to the people, but yeah. you do feel like you're there. You do I feel like I remember that, yeah. yeah. I'm like, okay, Zane, we've got it. We've got yeah. it. Let's go. Let's the go. mountains are pretty, or the canyon's pretty. But you no, know, he doesn't be a phrase, the, a Kodak moment. No, it wasn't a Kodak moment. He didn't take a picture of it. He just, yeah. it was, a, if it was a picture, panoramic. Yeah. <laughs> he soaked it in. Yeah. But no, well, like, and, and, but what is cool about like how he describes everything and all of that, you do feel like you're there. And then the other thing too, is just that the appreciation you get for people that were, um, kind of these that were the first ones out west you know like that's a very difficult uh task and like having to you know from there's nothing out here and and trying to make it work and all that so i thought that was that it that's one of the big takeaways from the book too just giving me appreciation of like the the grit that people had to leave their you know leave the city and go somewhere unknown and try to make it work you know yeah well i know that you know he made he made his cabin with rock floor and he describes that i mean and you know your dad still wants to build a cabin with a rock floor so he hasn't even got that out and it's been a long time since he read it but he still said he just thought that rock floor was so cool yeah and i'm thinking they used what they had Mm -hmm. like you said everything was functional yes and, I, and I'm thinking sometimes we get caught up in uh, instead of keeping things simple and enjoying a sunset and enjoying a sunrise, whichever you not if you're a nightingale or if you're a lark or an owl or whatever you are, it, enjoying nature. And that's what he did. He, he applauded nature. And like you said, he describes it better. I mean, whew. It's funny you say that because literally this morning, my oldest son, who's seven, said, um, I'm not really a morning person. Um, and, you know, I'm not really a night person. I guess I'm a 
middle of the day person. <laughs> well, it's good to know so, what you are. Like, yeah, good for him. My other yeah. one, my youngest, is a morning person all the way. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll go to bed. Uh, <laughs> and those people, he's like, his, yeah, my dad would just go to bed. Well, good, good night. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but I think that, um, that, he in in this book you see that you think that glenn has changed uh and you think that is he the main character no but it's carly's the main character yes and uh while he is getting well because he was he almost died um and that's not really a spoiler alert that he didn't die because he's but but he's changing and then she comes west and the western charm uh i think she is totally floored that she she succumbs to the charm of the west yes I she did no not one's expect more that. surprised than her <laughs> yes and what was the name of that family that she stayed with i can't remember was it hutter or yes, something like I that so. yeah but yeah, her her plan was to get him and bring him back she didn't want to stay yeah get in and get out with glenn yeah. <laughs> it's like just see the, see the american west and then have some fun and then take him back but and, and I but you know what? the girls the girl's name that was taking care of Glenn, she had no alternative or alternative motive or uh, but I forgot her name, but she was just wanting to help. Yeah. And uh, that that got to her. Excuse me. Go ahead. What'd you say? Um I was just saying like the fact that Glenn, he's not he he loves Carly, but I was like, I, I love that he doesn't he does not hold on to her. Like, as far as, you know what I'm saying? Like, I love you so much. And please come with me to the, he said, he's like, I love you, but this is, this is where I need to be. This is where I'm going to live. You know, he re- was really open-handed as far as like, you know what I'm saying? He's not clutching onto their relationship. It's like, I, I wish this would work out, but you know, like this but, is how it's, yeah. you know, he had his boundaries kind of set up, you know, and like, and he wanted her to kind of mature. And I think he he knew that. Yeah. Yeah. He was hoping for that. I don't know if he knew for sure she would, but he wasn't, he didn't really pressure her at all. No No, pressure. None. So I thought that was cool. Most people were like, please, please, please. You know how, you know, they always, everyone says you've got to put the gas, you've got to put the mask on yourself first. Mm -hmm. And then you would give it to, well, he's taking care of himself. And then I think he realizes that, you know, He's not going to, he was transparent. Yes. He was very transparent. super transparent and he didn't try to, uh, cause you know, if, if Morrison had been the best person for her, he was going to let her choose Morrison. Yeah. But, uh, and, and Morrison, maybe, I don't want to give anything away. Who knows who she gets with? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It might be Morrison, but Morrison, or it could be Glenn. I'm just going, he's going to let, let her decide. And I You'll think have, sometimes. Yeah. We need to back up and do that with kids too. Let them choose. Yes, that's true. So you'll have to read it to find out if she goes back east or decides to stay um, in the canyon. <laughs> well, she gets a lot of pressure to go back east. Yes, because that's your that's her roots, and mm-hmm. uh, you know. So I, I'm. It's a different read, and if you like Elmer Kelton, is another Western writer, and. Uh, Louis Lamore, but uh, like your dad said, he's different. Zane Gray is 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 different. They're all unique, you know. Yes. 
but he had his own studio at one time to make everything into movies. So he was kind of ahead of his time, I think. Yeah, like I think this one was a silent movie, is what I think I read. This one was one oh, of the cool. So even before, because he died in um, nineteen thirty nine is when he died, and he lived sixty seven years. Yeah, I, I wanted to see how long he he lived. And this is the area in Oak Creek, Arizona. So kind of around Flagstaff and all that. And if you read on that, it talks about how that area has special healing that the people that live there believe. And I said, I wonder if he knew that when he set, had the setting this way. I'm sure he did. Because that's pretty cool, you know. Because this book was published in 1924. So this was, he lived this time period. And I think that is cool when the authors are writing in their current time period too. Because I you know what I'm saying like you mm -hmm. they bring a, a a truth to that like they've lived it you know so and you know how a lot of times our 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 society puts all this pressure on women to look a certain way be a certain size do all this kind of stuff and she was into that because she dressed very scantily for that time period she was doing that she was working on the outside mm-hmm and Glenn knew she needed to work on the inside. Yes. And, but I think it wasn't Glenn who told her that. It was the ruffian named Ruff. And, and when he told her that, though, kudos to Carly for listening to him. That's true. Yeah. I mean, it really stuck with her. And she's like, yeah, I, I mean, I think she said, I am. I, 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 why am I doing this? You know, because the other girl, the caretaker of Glenn she just was basic you know but yeah. she was really big hearted on the inside so you know you're gonna I think you at the end of the day you have x amount of energy to put in on something if you put it all in on working on the outside you don't have anything left mm -hmm. on the inside that's true so but I, I don't and, know. and but good for Glenn that he was able to recognize you know I do think we need to work on that side too like seeing the potential in people instead of seeing just where they are you know, oh, definitely. Because sometimes it's so easy to write people off like, oh, no. And and instead of, you know, seeing the potential and just saying, you know, just like what he did, you know, he saw that potential and helped her get there. You, you have to trust the timing. Yes. And God's timing is not like quick. So this, you know, it takes a while to, uh, you know, like when I fell down the stairs, I wanted to get better right then. Man, that is a long journey. <laughs> I keep, I keep saying, man, do not fall down the stairs. That would be my tip to everybody. <laughs> As we close out 2021, falling down stairs is not fun. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Watch your step. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, could you put that on a t-shirt for me? I think I need that. Yeah. Hang on to the rail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Yeah. Just... Yeah. Everybody. <clears throat> yep. But, it, you know, and I wanted to get over it really quickly. And that's just an in. But, you know, the inside damage was there, you know, so I had to work on that. To, but I'm thinking that what are we talking about? Like he, he was out the, out west like four years and they're writing letters and yeah, uh, which, you know, it made me miss. The, I love this show, Sign Still to Deliver, because it's all about letters and stuff. I love that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and and she, if you write someone a letter, they can save that and, and kind of uh, 
document that time period in their life. But emails, nobody does that with emails or texts. So we're going to lose all that. You know what? That's a good point. And then, and then the fact that I think that helped her like, or helped him see that she was deeper because of letters. Yes. You're able to see you're, you, you get to go a little bit deeper through letters, you know, cause you, it's, or you can, I guess you don't always have to, but, and, and that's how you and dad, right? Isn't that what y'all, Yeah, y'all wrote letters for how many, was it six we, months or a year or so? Yeah, we wrote letters and then you could go back and reread the letters. And I'm sure that's what uh, Carly and uh, Glenn did. You know, you reread a letter. You don't really reread a text. You don't even read the text you uh, type yourself and then you send it and then you catch the error. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oops, what happened? But, you know, it, we're, we're all really fast. But if you're writing a letter, you're, you're composing and thinking and choosing your words. And I mean, and he had some words I had to look up because I'm like, wow, Zane is really, you know, I'm like, what in the world? And, you know, like, I, I think there's, there's a lot of intentionality in a letter that is appreciated because it's not, I think that's the thing with the texting too. It's so quick and easy. It's like mm-hmm. super quick, super easy with a letter. You're, you intentionally, you have to find paper, find a pen, find an envelope, ma- pay for it to be mailed, you know, mm-hmm. and take it somewhere to mail it. So there's a lot of like this, you, someone went to a lot of work to get this word to you, you know? And um, that's what they do in signed, sealed del- and delivered. You know, it's a lost letter and they are so uh, intent on finding the one that's supposed to receive it because he just goes through all that that you just said, you know, he said, yes. this needs to be delivered. And it's important. And then there's a little bit of a celebration when it is delivered, you know, you know, someone thought enough of you to write you a letter. Yeah. It's, it's lovely. And you're right. We should, we need to uh, reinstate that (laughs) or put more, you know, don't, or just don't let it, don't forget about it. You know? Yeah, I really do think because, you, you know, this time of the year, I'm of the generation where they sent Christmas cards. So I'm getting Christmas cards and I love it. You know, mm-hmm. but your generation kind of that said, that's crazy. We'll just, and I, and I do get some that are, and I'm going to be honest. I get some that are emailed to me. I don't even read those sometimes. Yeah. But I, and I need to, but you know, I'm not good with technology and I don't always read emails or texts or, you know, yeah. and then when I open my phone, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm three days behind. Yes. And everybody says, well, it was on Facebook. Don't you ever, I go on there to wish everybody a, a happy birthday. That's why I do Facebook. But <laughs> Oh, I have a word. Here's a word I got from this book, Sylvan. Uh, it's a noun that is one who frequents the, wo- the woods or an adjective that means wooded living in the woods. So uh, Sylvan, you know, I always think of Sylvania. That's kind of like an electronic thing. But Sylvan is uh, wooded, uh, frequenting the woods. So you go outside. I thought okay. Sylvan sounded funny. Yeah. Sounded cool. Way to, thanks for pointing that out. Well, that's a wrap on the call of the Canyon. Thank you for hanging with us through this. And we would like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas and go and get some reading time in with your loved ones and give some books. Yes. The book, the present you can open again and again. I keep saying that and it's true. 